Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, this is Freddie Spencer coming to you after the first Grand Prix of the 2018 season. Amazing, I know, 2018 in Qatar. And first off, I want to talk a little bit about the way that they've restructured practice in the race. You know, one of the complaints the riders had, and I understand, was because the race start was so late in the evening at 9, 9 p.m., it would start getting really cold out in the desert, and then the moisture would come, and it would, it would throw off um, uh, or would affect the, the track surface. Maybe safety issues certainly could affect performance. Um, so by moving it two hours earlier, I think it was it was a smart thing. The problem is is that they changed practice to where the first, I believe it was F1 for sure, and F3 uh, or F2 were, uh, F2 was in the evening, F1 was in the in the daylight, and F3 was in the daylight, and, and even the warm-up. And so if you're having to work on some things, um, before the race, which happens a lot of times, especially the first race, you know, it's not really much benefit uh, performance-wise considering the race is at night and, and the warm-up was in the afternoon. So I, I, I feel like that they're certainly going to have to make some adjustments with that. I know Cal Crutchrow made the comment that it was kind of wasted practice, some of the sessions. So um, I know that in, in normal race weekends, you will certainly have situations where it might be dry or, or it might be hot one session, cold the next, but you don't know what the race is going to be. That's different, but when you know the race is going to be at night, you certainly would like to be able to work on race setup, which is what they do for most of the sessions, to try to get consistent lap times over the pace of the race. That needs to be done in, in the conditions that you're going to race in as close as possible. Qualifying. You know, going into qualifying, I think everyone assumed that if you were watching just free practice, that Mark was going to be tough. And and he did exactly what we expected. And it showed, as we expected to see, uh, after the way that the testing sessions have gone in preseason, now we would see what the machines really would do, what the bikes would do, and what the riders had in, had in store for each other. And again, Mark showed uh, in practice that he had the the pace. Um, it seemed like he was certainly more comfortable than everyone else and that he had the one lap, the quick lap time. Uh, the Yamahas were going to be a concern um, and Maverick showed that. I think that's the most uh, inconsistent issue that we have going into this year with Maverick is, is he is really quick in one session and so on another. Um, and is that part machine problems, or as I mentioned the other day in the in the podcast, is it something that he's going to have to work through in his mindset and certainly get a hold of with his emotions? Because he showed that in this weekend uh, in in some of the practices sessions, and and he certainly showed his frustration. Uh, Valentino, uh, 
we weren't sure what he was going to have. Um, he looked pretty good in practice, but you never know what he's going to do until we get into the race. And then the Ducatis, uh, with Dovey, practice was not an indicator of, of his performance either. Um, he was right there, though. You know, he was in the top three or four, very consistent, which is what has allowed him going into this re- weekend to, to win six out of 13 races. And um, um, he certainly, I would have to say, as everybody said, was going to be one of the favorites. His teammate, Jorge Lorenzo, ever since he ran that quick lap at Seabang, and then after after going into the next test in Thailand, the day before the test began, the talk began about him having to take a pay cut. I'm not saying that's the reason why, uh, support-wise, but maybe... He is just a little bit fragile in that way, and he's certainly emotional. Um, like I said before, emotion is good as long as you keep it in check because it can it can certainly help you if you channel it in the right way. But if emotion gets in the way, on the track, off the track, thinking about what you need to do, it can help. It, it certainly gets in the way of that clarity of thought, the methodical part, the analytical part, which is what you need to solve issues, solve problems, have a good game plan, and execute it, execute that plan. And right now, Jorge Lorenzo certainly seems like he is he is unable to move beyond that. Uh, and certainly, as you know, we saw that in the race. Going into the race, I thought it was going to be a battle between Mark and Dovey, and and maybe, maybe Valentino. I thought, uh, just from his facial expressions and things that I saw, he, he looked... He looked pretty good and pretty comfortable. Uh, but the surprise, certainly, of qualifying and going in and certainly at the start of the race was Johan Sarko. And and this is the thing about Johan. I know that he has some consistency problems. But to me, he has one of the qualities that is required to not only win world championships, which he already has with his Moto2 world championships, but to certainly compete in the elite level, the Moto Grand Prix. And that is the ability to reach down and do it ex- exactly when you need to, when you're under maximum pressure, maybe not in the best conditions, uh, and do it. And he did that on that last lap. And, and that was an incredible lap at 153 that broke the lap record that had been there for 10 years, which in itself to me is a surprise. I know on the broadcast they talked about you know, the qualifying tires, but still 10 years uh, is a long time uh, for a lap record to to stand up with the improvements of everything that has happened over the years. So, but what an incredible lap he had. And then, you know, Mark was, was second right there and, and, um, and Dovey. So um, once the race started and Johan got out front, what I thought he would do was exactly what he did, which is, run as just as quick as he needed to and try to control the pace. Um, and every time someone tried to make a pass, he, he came right back. And it showed that he has matured over the last year uh, at that level. And he's not intimidated in any way. And he was right there for the 18 laps. And then once Dobie came through um, and, and got up front, then Johan faded. And he certainly faded more than I thought he was going to. Uh, but he did talk about after the race about I believe the right front uh, was having problems and pushing pushing uh, pushing the front a lot of tucking and he was saving it and 
you know, going at the level now that it's at, at, at the speed everyone's going, going for first days, is not so much drop in lap time. It's not a whole lot, but it certainly is a lot of positions. But he did finish the race, and, and he did a good job, and he was there for 18 laps. So it certainly shows that he's going to be there as the season goes on. Now, a surprise performance, uh, besides Valentino getting third, which I thought was great, was Maverick. And I was very proud of him in the way that he was back in 14th, I think, with still 10, 11 laps to go, 12 laps to go. Um, not that far back. You know, the field didn't get too spread out, but and it showed that at the finish. But still, he hung in there, and he kept pushing and kept pushing. And the positive thing from that is it shows that maybe, and in Valentino's performance too, that they've gotten a handle on that tire degradation that's happened in the last five or six laps because Valentino was only seven-tenths back at the finish from the win, and Maverick had closed down within three seconds. So the two factory Yamahas were there toward the end. That's got to give them a lot of confidence going into the next race. But the battle between Dovey and Mark was kind of what I, was, was what I expected. Now, the last corner, Mark did exactly what he needed to do. And he knew he was going to do it. Dovey knew he was going to do it. Everyone knew he was going to do it. So it's not, not a big, big leap to say that that was going to happen. But when he did make the pass, Dovey did the smart thing. He didn't give him a whole lot of room. So Mark had to have a really tight line, which means that when he did, he didn't really run wide, as he had the other two times in the races last year when Dovey made the pass. But he was he ran just a little bit. He had to get the bike turned, slowed it down a little more than he wanted to, and Dovey was able to get under him. And it and Dovey made it look easy because the Ducati is really impressive on acceleration. And so that whole race that Dovey rode was perfect in many ways. He saved the tire, the right side specifically, and which allowed him to get a great drive, get the bike turned going in the last corner, get the bike. Uh, get on the throttle, begin his acceleration, and it was just smart. He didn't make any mistakes. He knew what the competition had for him. But to me, it, it showed even more than that. It, it's just that the Ducati's performance over the last 14 races specifically in his seven wins has been pretty incredible. And so I did pick Mark going into the season to win the championship. And after the first race, I'm still sticking with that. But it should be a great battle. And the wild cards in there, certainly Valentino, and, and I believe Maverick's going to step it up. And um, we'll have to see if a couple others can too. So, going into the next race in Argentina, it should be exciting. I'm really looking forward to it. I hope you are too. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. 
Code PROGRAM.